0: So this is the the time of year, and maybe you're old enough, you've been around the block enough that you don't even go there on New Year's, but this is that time of year where we kind of say, okay, this is is what I'm really going to do this year. I've got some resolutions, maybe you don't call them that, because you feel like that jinxes it or something, but you kind of say, okay, there's been some things that I haven't been able to do yet, but this is the year, I'm going to do it. Um, But and so, with that in mind, it might sound kind of weird, but I want us to begin the year talking about our limits because we all have them. We all have limits, and and so this is kind of a, a, what was going to be a message for today. i uh, actually is going to be for two days. You're welcome uh, this Sunday and next. And. Um, This week and next, what I want us to consider are the God-given limits that God has placed within us, and also I want us to consider the way that God invites us to push through limits at certain times to experience His supernatural goodness and grace to His glory. There are times very clearly when when God has set a boundary for us. There there are some limits that we have, but then there's also times where He whispers, "I'm, I'm with you. Let's go. And so how do we discern between those two? Um, how, do we, how do we know when it's time to embrace the gift of limits? And, and how do we know when it's time to just take that big faith step and go? And so we're going to try and answer two questions. I don't think we can necessarily answer these this Sunday and next Sunday, but I'd love for us to begin chewing on this. And, and we could. Um, I want you to try and uh, think of this individually, but also it's a, it's a question that I think we as a church can try to answer. But the first one is, what limit is God asking you to receive and submit joyfully to as you trust in him? That word joyfully kind of throws you for a loop, doesn't it? What's, what's a limit that, uh, that God is asking you to receive joyfully? Um, and so individually, that's, but I think that's a good question for us as a church to be thinking about. And then the second question is, um, and, and we'll get to this more next week, but what is the limit that God is asking you to break through by faith? So this, let's just kind of keep that, those, those thoughts. Um, I'm a big fan of, of illustrations. Sometimes I think it's a little easier to see something than it is to say something. And uh, so I've, I've got this uh, vacuum cleaner here and um, there is uh have you ever noticed when you're vacuuming in your house um there's always that one room that you can't quite get all the way to the far corner in yeah because it'll yeah so so in other words it it has a limit so let me kind of just illustrate it like this i don't know if you can even hear me over this but um what you can't see is this blue piece of tape right here? Um, that's I, I put down here because this is kind of the limit. This is as far as this vacuum is going to reach. It, it that's you know, and I know what some of you are thinking. Poor Beth, she she's married to someone who doesn't know you can actually find another outlet to plug it in, or you can add an extension cord. We'll get to that next week, but um, but we have this. Limit this blue tape that I've, I've put down, and in and, and, and our probably, I'll give us the benefit of the doubt, it and in what we want to do in the best of our abilities, and not just to prove ourselves, but you know, sometimes we really have good intentions, we, we go beyond our limits, and then we find that we've gone just a little too far. And so then, what are we doing? Then we're just kind of going through life like this, and we're wondering why things aren't producing the fruit that they should be producing, the good that we had hoped to, to bring about. And, and it's because there's there's limits. Um, you know, I was thinking about this while Jane was was singing. Um, I uh, you know what she considers a limit for her voice is like way beyond what any of us would dream of doing on a good day. You know, Um, she wrote that song, actually. And I was thinking of my limitations. So where would I put the blue tape when it comes to my singing and songwriting ability? I'm just going to put it over the outlet, okay? Because there's just just no way that's going to happen. So we, we have these limits, and we could break this down into several things. I don't want to overcomplicate it, but um, different seasons, we have different limits and things like that. But um, I even put somewhere over here um, on the back of one of these chairs, here's some blue tape right here. And so sometimes we look at other people and like from where I am. Okay. So Dave and Karen, okay. That's, I see where your limits are, but That's beyond my limit. Boy, I wish I could. You ever been there? Where you see what somebody else is doing or has done, and you try your best to get that? So what is it like to embrace the gift of limits? And when is it time for, for us to say, okay, God in faith, I'm stepping over the blue tape. I believe that you're nudging me to whatever. So um, I, I want us to just begin most of today is going to be just talking about the fact that we are going to have some limits. We, um, and, and there's kind of some the problem that we saw here already is we encounter problems when we try to transcend our God-given limits. But there's also a problem if we always just kind of live back here not even getting close to or trusting God and faith to go beyond maybe those, those sticking points, we'll call them. So it, it, there's, there's discernment in this. There's a lot that, that you could be thinking about and, and just kind of start chewing on this this week and next. And uh, maybe it'll even be some conversations that you can have with a spiritual friend during the week. But again, the two questions, what, what limit is God asking you to receive and submit to with joy? in your life? And what limit is God asking you to break through in faith? I'm a little out of breath from vacuuming, sorry. So I want us to look at, um, I want to start off just by looking at some biblical examples of limits, Um, the way God imposed limits, and people um, sometimes embrace those limits Sometimes they um, tried to transcend those limits, and they got themselves in trouble. And we're going to start with, um, with Adam, Adam in the garden. We know that um, Adam and Eve in this garden had tremendous freedom. They're in this perfect environment, this beautiful place. And God says, you can, you can work the, the garden in this way. You're, you're able to do all of these things. This is all for you, except there's this one tree. And God, for whatever reason, set up a boundary around that tree, big, uh, blue tape, all around this one tree. And I, I don't know if there's an explanation for that other than God has the right to say, because I said so like a a parent would say, but he has set a boundary. And in Genesis 2, it says the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So more than just setting a boundary, here's kind of what's going on. God wanted Adam and Eve to trust that God was good. He was kind of saying, um, will you surrender to, will you trust that I am a very good God? And I think it's worth noting, and this was, Dave, you did a great job of, of pulling out this point in your biblical narratives class. The garden, it was perfect, but it wasn't temptation free. Um, it wasn't enemy-free. There, there were real temptations in that. And there were, there were certainly some great freedoms, but there were also some, some boundaries. And it's a reminder to us that freedom is not characterized by doing whatever you want, whenever you want, however you want to do it. And so we have um, this boundary, these limits that God has given us, And Satan tempts us with the thought that maybe this limit that you have in your life, that's not God's goodness. That's God's stinginess. Could it be that just beyond that is really this, this is what's good for you. And for whatever reason, God's holding out on you. And in some ways, the first sin that took place was, was just that was Adam and Eve saying, no, I, I think I know what's good for myself. I think God you've been holding out. Um, and, and so Adam and Eve kind of saw this, this limit that God had put as, um, as an indicator of his stinginess rather than his goodness. And when we consider our unique limitations, um, do we see those as a display of God's love? That's where the word joyful comes in. Can we be joyful, not just begrudgingly living within limits, but can we embrace those and say, thank you, God, for, for placing these limits? And it wasn't just Adam and Eve, and it wasn't um, just uh, pushing it too far that led to sin. Uh, sometimes there were just some really good things that, that men and women in the scriptures wanted to do, but God set set some boundaries. There were some limits. Um, I'm thinking like uh, King David had this great idea. I want to build a permanent home for you. God, I want to build a temple for you. You have spent all these years in a tent wandering. I want to give you a special place to call home. And God said, no. He kind of put a limit on David and said, actually, I want your son to be able to do that. Um, I think of the Apostle Paul. He describes uh, this struggle that he asked repeatedly for God to help him work through. We don't know for sure if it was a, a physical ailment or what. He referred to it in Scripture as a thorn in the flesh, and he begged God to remove this. And for whatever reason, God did not remove it. And he said, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, John the Baptist, this was, he, the more I read about John the Baptist, the more um, I am just really drawn to his humility. So John the Baptist has, has garnered quite a following. There's a lot of people that have gone out to join him in the wilderness that are being baptized by him. Um, very drawn to the message that he has. And, um, and then Jesus comes on the scene. Jesus asks um, his cousin, John, to baptize him, which he does. And then what happens is the people that were following, John the Baptist, start following Jesus. So he's got this dwindling crowd. And apparently some of them are like PR guys, because they come to John the Baptist and they say, hey, they, they the people are no longer following you now they're going after Jesus they've they've unfollowed you um, Kim unfollowed Miley now she's unfollowed you what is going on that was my attempt at pop culture anybody with me on that okay thank you I had to do research on the internet to find something relevant but anyway um, so so here you know they're saying to, to John the Baptist um, boy these these people are, are going towards him. And John the Baptist's response, he says this in John chapter 3, a person can receive only what is given him from heaven. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that a, it's a great example for us of living within and embracing the gift of limits. And then he goes on to say, Jesus must increase and I must decrease. So he kind of he understood that. So what limit is God asking you to receive and submit to joyfully as you trust in God? Um, and so let me. Uh, there's a, a book by Pete Scazzaro called "Emotionally Healthy Discipleship," and he's got several books. Um, I think the first book of his I read was "The Emotionally Healthy Church" or "Emotionally Healthy Leadership." They're all kind of emotionally healthy. Fill in the blank. Um, and he gives some uh, examples of limits that I'm, I just want to read off some of these. And and maybe this will help you in, in framing up what, what, what are some limits that you're facing right now that God is inviting you to embrace. Um, the first one that he makes note of is personality and temperament. We have the personality and temperament wired into us the way that our creator wanted, but can we admit that there are limits to that? Not that it's good or bad, not that your temperament is right or wrong, but how many of you, show of hands, are extroverts? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that's what I thought. I know to not even bother to ask the introverts um, to raise their hand. Um, So so there are limits to what an extrovert might be able to experience in life, just like there are limits to an introvert. And, and how many times do we kind of find ourselves looking on the other side of that? How many times do we begin looking at, uh, I'm an introvert, but boy, I like, I wish I was an extrovert and that my limit was out here because I'm just exhausted all the time from all of these expectations I have with people. Um, so temperament, we, our personalities, our temperament, there are aspects of it where we are limited. Uh, some of some of you are risk, tater, risk takers by nature, and some are a little bit more conservative. You want to have kind of all of your, um, all your ducks in a row, so to speak. Um, it, some of you are real spontaneous. Some of you uh, want to take your time, and it's more calculated steps that you take. So each, each of those extremes and those pairings come with a set of limits. Another limit could be the current season of life. Um, In Ecclesiastes, it says there is a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heavens. Um, Do you have kids at home? Do you have an aging parent in your home? Is this a season where you find you you need to go back to school? Are you financially in an unstable season? what is the season of life that you're in? It comes with both opportunities, but also limits. Third, um, I would say marriage or singleness. They both have limits. There's, both, there's a beauty in both. If you're married, um, are you in a real healthy place in your marriage? The health of your marriage is going to dictate maybe the types of limits you have in, in serving and reaching out. Um, can you embrace a healthy singleness for the kingdom in this current season? Now, I don't need to go into all the times that um, single people are looking at that blue tape of married, saying, boy, I wish I was on that side. And the married people are looking at the blue tape of singleness. <laughs> going, "Oh Boy, you really got it going. That's great. Um, we, they both have such tremendous gifts, but they also come with some limits. Um, emotional, physical, and intellectual capacities. We're limited in those ways. I don't need you to raise your hand for this one, but how many of us don't have as much energy as we did 10 or 20 years ago? The reason I'm not asking you to raise your hand is because that takes too much energy to to do that, okay? Um, But we're going to have limits physically, what we're able to do. Um, Mental health. You might find yourself in a place where you're limited by some of the struggles that you're going through when it relates to mental health. Um, emotions are kind of like, like a dash, like a light on the dash of your car. And when, when that lights up, it's telling you something needs your attention. And so you find yourself in life emotionally, mentally, maybe pressing up, bumping up against limits, or maybe accidentally overextending them. The lights come on the dash, and you realize, I need to tend to some things in my life. We have limits. Uh, Time, we know that. We don't always live according to the fact that we are limited in time. Every one of us only has 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. Every one of us only has one lifetime to lead and to live And if if you're like me, you're always like, you'll see the life that somebody else leads. And you're like, man, if I had a second life, that would, man, I'd go for that. What? Wow. That would be, I'd love to just rewind to go back to school so that I could become, we have one life. And so we're limited and what can take place. Um, Psalm 90 teach us to number our days that we can gain a heart of wisdom. So we have these, these, these limits. What limit is God asking you to receive and submit to with joy as you trust in God? As a church, what are the limits that God has given us? And what would it look like for us to embrace those limits? Next week, I want us to think about what are the things that we see are limits, but that God is saying it's going to take some courage and some faith, but I want you to press through this. But for now, what are some some of those limits? Um, And I want us to consider one more biblical example, and this is the big example of living within limits and still believing in the goodness of God, and it's the life of Christ. Jesus himself submitted to life here, fully divine, fully human, He exposed himself to a life of limitations living here on this earth. Um, People had um, big plans for Jesus, but he knew what his father had planned. And sometimes what other people had planned was not for him. Um, I think of the number of times, and we don't have all these given to us in Scripture, but just a few of them where there were huge crowds of people following him, and, and he would send them away, encouraging them to go home, go back to your town. There would be people begging to follow him, and he'd be like, well, I need you to go back to your hometown. He, he knew he had a good sense, a real healthy sense of these, of these limits in his life. We know that he chose 12 to walk with closely, and I, I wonder if that was a struggle at times for him to limit with the heart and the capacity to love. Like he did. I wonder what that was like for him to limit his ministry at times to those 12. And then even those, those three, um, can you imagine going 40 days without food, knowing you have the ability to turn stones into bread, but living within limits, Jesus encountered hunger and thirst. He encountered pain, physical, as well as mental anguish. These were things that he submitted himself to. Um, these were limits. Jesus didn't walk the whole known world at the time. There were countries and cultures that he never went to, that he never experienced. I'm sure there were people there that would have loved a touch in his healing. Yet he found himself knowing where his, his limits were, knowing what, what God had set out for him to do. And he lived this life with all of these limits, and then, get this. He gets to near the end of his life, and he is praying, and he says this, is recorded for us in John chapter 17. Jesus says, "I have brought you glory on earth." By finishing the work you gave me to do, we can live within limits and finish the work that God created us to do. I don't know what it is in us that if we acknowledge limits, and a lot of times we have a a hard time even acknowledging, acknowledging them, but where are we, could we be encountering God even with the limits that he's put on us? Um, How are we responding to, with joy, the ways that he is saying this? Right now, this is where I want you. And I want you to live life to the fullest there. How beautiful for each of us at the end of our lives to be able to say, God, I pray that you are glorified because I I finished the work that you put me here to do. I, I didn't do everything, but I did do everything you asked me to do. That's the beautiful gift of, of limits. And then that area beyond the tape, beyond our limits again, that's, that's going to be mostly for, for next Sunday. So I want to give you two questions to ponder. Um, Not just in a a quiet moment here, but I think this is something that's worth um, chewing on throughout the week and, and days following. Again, what is that limit that God is asking you to receive and submit to joyfully? And how is that limit an example of God's goodness in your life? How is that limit an example of God's goodness in your life? If you want a third question, you could even kind of begin to think about what what emotions surface when I bump up against my limits, when I try to transcend or take a step too far, what emotions surface not to guilt yourself or to shame, just to name them in God's presence. Be aware that those emotions are maybe letting you know you, you went maybe pushing through some limits that you weren't supposed to. What is your limit? How is it an example of God's goodness? I put some tape down here by the communion table (laughs) because um, on one hand, it's a reminder to us that we can't save ourselves. It's a reminder to us that we need a Savior. Jesus knew we needed this, And at the same time, this is kind of a picture of what we get to experience. Jesus has paved the way for us to draw close to a holy God. You were limited in what you could experience in closeness with this holy God. And Jesus says, but because you have accepted my sacrifice, you get to enjoy a sweetness and a fellowship. So as we approach the table, can we be thankful that we can't save ourselves? Can we see that that was actually an expression of God's goodness, the way that he sent his son for us? Jesus made this possible. He knew we would have that limit of not being able to save ourselves. And in his goodness, He lived within his limits. When you think about it, um, when Jesus was on the cross, I don't know if you're familiar with this part of the story, but there were people shouting out to him, hey, if you're the Messiah, call down angels to rescue you from the cross. He lived within a limit. Could he have called down angels to pull him off the cross? Yeah. He embraced that limit for the goodness and for the love of us. So with that type of gratitude in our hearts for what he's done, I want us to approach the table.